Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It is your Cape Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our returning friend, Michael Katz. We're here to break down Riot Earp issue number two and everything in between. Michael, welcome back to the show. How have you been, man? Great. Uh, thanks for having me back. You, you know, you, you, you use the word fantastic, but we won't know until after the interview's done. <laughs> so uh, for anyone that is maybe watching for the first time, can you give us a little bit of a recap of who you are and uh, what, you know, what you've been up to within the indie comic community? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's not my day job. I wish it was. Um, during the day, I'm an attorney. Uh, but in 2002, I started a, a publishing company with some other people. Uh, yeah, that was kind of my, my, my dream. And, uh, you know, I, I found some like-minded individuals. And my hope was that, uh, you know, one day it, it would become a full-time gig. And, you know, we're still plugging away. It's, you know, 20 years later, um, you know, we're still going, which is, you know, more than what most people can say. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the trick is to, um, you know, one day, you know, catch lightning in the bottle. You know, all you need is, the, you know, the, the one project and, you know, you can hit the big time. And about two years ago, uh, one of my business partners, who's also like my all time best friend, I've known him for over, you know, four decades. I was like, you know, we're both comic you know, aficionados. And he's like, why don't we do a comic book? And I'm like, yeah, you know, but well, <laughs> why? Because I can't afford it. And he's like, okay, well, I'll fund it. And you know, he had a concept and uh, I said, okay, I can do something with that. And uh, that's what um, helped form Riot Earp, which was the, uh, the, the first comic book project that our little company has done that is so awesome and we had you on for issue one and, and broke that down and wow it was it was gorgeous i love the story so much can you give us a little bit about the creative team that's involved with it yeah um the uh, artist is from brazil a guy named fred Benes, whose older brother ed Benes has done work for the big two Mm -hmm. uh, especially DC. Uh, he's uh, Ed Bennis has his own studio, and uh, Fred works there. Uh, the colorist Fred Marine is part of the studio. Uh, you know, there's a number of, of artists that work under the the Ed Bennis studio umbrella. Uh, the editor is Ron Mar. I'm sure most people know he's been in you know in the field for over. 30 years, Marvel, DC, all the, all the companies, big and small. Um, and he put me in touch with the, the letterer, Dave Lanfear, uh, who works for a company called a, a larger world. And, uh, and Dave has done work for, you know, all the big companies as well. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty tight team. Uh, I wanted to, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it costs a little more than than most first timers would expect to spend. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to make sure off the bat that, you know, we had all our ducks in a row. Um, you know, I wanted it to be as professional as possible. Yeah, it without a doubt, like whew, this was a heavy hitter out the gates. Mm -hmm. uh, I, and you got a lot of big names on this book, too. I'm curious, how were you able to get involved with all these different talents uh for for this book um well part of it is is luck but these days you don't need to have luck as much as you do social media mm -hmm. um so let me back up and say maybe seven eight years ago i was approached by a, a comic book studio called Visionary Comics. Um, guy named Charles Chuck Selner, who now works with Outrider Publications, and they've been doing uh, a lot of Kickstarter stuff too. They've been very successful. Um, he came to me with an idea for doing a prose anthology, <laughs> uh, short stories, uh, 
you know, fiction, uh, fantasy, sci-fi, horror. And we did that. And it, you know, we, we had a nice working relationship. So he came to us with an idea for a, a comic book miniseries based on a uh, role-playing game called Deadlands. And the Deadlands series, um, Ron Mars was the editor. He also wrote one of the stories. Uh, you know, one story was written by, uh, was drawn by Bart Sears. Uh, there was uh, Jimmy Palmiotti did some work on it. Um, you know, it's a, a, a few names. And, you know, the, the project didn't go as well as we'd hoped, but when the time came to do Riot Earp, my, my partner said, why don't you reach out and see if Ron Mars would be interested in, in being the editor? Because that way we know if it's good or if it's crap. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to keep going <laughs> if, it's, if it's crap, you know? Um, so I, I reached out to Ron and he was all for it. And yeah, it's, it's a little, uh, you know, it costs a little extra, but it, it's worth it because not only do I know that I'm getting the best possible story out there that I can, but the business is all about connections. It's all about who you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, I've been able to, uh, to meet other people through Ron. Uh, you know, I met Keith Champagne through Ron. Uh, I, I'm working on this other uh, superhero book, and uh, Keith has has uh, has done inks for that. Uh, it's a, a book called Golden Years, which you know, I'm chopping around to publishers, and if that doesn't work, uh, I won't. I don't want to wait too long because uh, I want it out there. So if okay. I have to kick, kickstart it, I will. But I've got. Uh, other artists include uh, Jack Herbert, who's worked for DC, uh, Neto Diaz, who's got uh, work coming up for Marvel Comics. He's going to be doing the Thunderbolts uh, series starting later this year. And he told me he actually got that gig by showing uh, the work that he did for me. Wow, that yeah. is remarkable, dude. Holy crap. And, and then... It's a, it, the superhero book is, you know, is about someone from the golden age who gets thrown through, or through time into the present. So each issue has a, a number of pages that are flashbacks. And I have those being drawn by Kevin McGuire. Mm-hmm. And him, you know, I, I met through, through Ron as well. And I love that the, flashback idea too. That is such yeah. an awesome concept. Thanks. Uh, now, the, the way I got to Fred was just luck. Um, I was looking on the internet for a, a bunch of artists. And yeah, it, it helped. I could say, yeah, I got Ron, Ron Mars editing the book. You know, I gave a little <laughs> more you know, credibility, I guess. Uh, but I found a couple people and I'd actually asked about someone else at the Ed Bennett studio and they weren't available, but the guy that runs the studio said, uh, how about this, you know, Fred Bennis, um, let me show you his work. And I looked at his stuff and oh, this is terrific. And we have a great rapport. I mean, I, I basically tell him, you know, this is what I see in my head and he draws it right the first time around. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to make him change stuff, which is, uh, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, you, you don't want to have to make an artist change stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. And, but we're so simpatico that I don't, I don't need to say, no, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not a, nothing at all. Like what it's supposed to be. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like first time around, you know, he, he's done a great job. No, it definitely seems like he was able to take your, your vision and, and give a really good interpretation of it. Like every every panel is just like beautiful. It's it's I can't I can't really give it enough enough justification. Like just explaining it. Like the way the paneling is within the paneling is just remarkable. And 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 
it, it's always like just full gas the entire issue it's just so much action happening and there's there's very very like little room to breathe and i and i love it uh because th that's when you really start to pack in the story and, and the dialogue between the different characters and i really do think that that relationship you two have is just awesome you guys are really killing it yeah the the book started out as a monthly you know and you know each issue would be I wanted it to be at least 24 pages, even though the, the big two or you know, 20, 22 pages. I want to have at least 24. I want to have as much story as possible. And even that is, is difficult. Mm -hmm. um, being a new writer on the block, I didn't want people to have to wait six months for a complete story. I figured the best I could do is two-parters. So I would have, you know, 24 pages and 24 pages together to, to tell a complete story. And for the Kickstarter, I'm combining them so you have double-sized, complete stories to read. But even then, uh, you know, I, I, I wish I had, had more pages to work with because you can never have, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's not easy being, you know, crammed into a particular number of pages. So that's why you're going to see a lot more story, a lot more dialogue than, than most comics when you read my stuff. So you, you mentioned uh, 24. What's the significance of that number for you? Uh, it's something I've just seen some companies go with 24 pages. And sometimes, you know, you see a company do, you know, 22 pages plus a, a letter, uh, a letters column. Mm-hmm. You know, and the uh, and the um, and the first page is the the recap page, so that winds up being twenty four pages anyway. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, or if you read, uh, or if you count, you know, twenty pages plus four pages of ads, you know, which are usually house ads these days. Anyway, you don't you don't see ads for Hostess cupcakes anymore. <laughs> So with Riot Earp issue one, uh, can you give us a little bit of a recap of the story so we can start kind of paving the way to issue two? Okay. Uh, it, it takes place in the what I call the near future. It's uh, 2055. Um, it's got a, a little bit of science fiction to it, but it's not a science fiction book. I don't, you know, I don't want people to have to think that you know they have to be sci-fi fans to get into it. Uh, I, I compare it to RoboCop, you know, the movies where, you know, there's a little bit of sci-fi, but for the most part, life is just like it is today. Uh, the only difference is the, the backdrop is a, an America that is divided into four provinces. Mm -hmm. And I got the idea in 2020 during the presidential election when I thought, you know, it seems like this is the course that that the country is 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 going on and and it's you know quite possibly one day i mean look canada has multiple provinces mm -hmm. why can't america you know maybe it's time for the uh, the great american experiment to, to end so we have a uh, america with uh, two provinces that are controlled by democratic parties and two that are controlled by republican parties and each province has its own set of laws and each province is different. And then I created a, a character uh, who just finds his way in the middle of different adventures so he can go to different states and different provinces and see what things are like uh, and and show the, the reader what you know the world could be like if everybody gets what they want, which mm -hmm. yeah isn't necessarily a, a good thing, whether you're a Republican or Democrat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's a, a member of the uh, California Highway Patrol, San Diego Division. Uh, so he's a cop, and he's a he's a ladies' man. He's a he's a, a smart mouth. Uh, yeah, I, I tell people the books Han Solo meets CNN. Yeah, he's kind yeah. Of that, that rakish, roguish, you know, individual. Mm -hmm. And he just, you know, he, he's he's just a he's just a regular guy. He's not a, a superhero. 
Uh, I, I love the Jack Reacher novels and a TV show, but I didn't want to write a Jack Reacher story where mm -hmm. you know the, the the guy can do anything. Um, I wanted a story where the guy has to overcome obstacles, more like. And this is you know most people don't don't get this reference, but uh, Will Eisner's The Spirit, you know from you know from decades ago was a superhero. Um, uh, he didn't have any powers. You know, his power was he would get his ass kicked every story, but then uh, come crawling back uh, to, to to grasp victory. And uh, the only reason people might know the character is because there was a Frank Miller directed movie uh, maybe 15 years ago that was really terrible. It was uh, it was black and white. Uh, Co-star Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Scarlett Johansson bunch of other people but it's no reason to watch the movie believe me <laughs> what's the movie this just the, the spirit oh the spirit you know? oh okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no okay like you're, you're describing the cast i was like that sounds familiar but i have not seen the spirit yeah, uh, i, I yeah. want to see it now even though you told me not to see it that oh, makes me want to see it even more yeah. um now yeah, we he, see he, yeah oh go ahead i was gonna say um you know when he he co-directed sin city with robert rodriguez Mm -hmm. And then he thought he could direct himself and he took a great property, a classic like the spirit and showed that he didn't do that good a job. <laughs> hey, life's all about a learning experience, though. Um, so one thing I noticed with our main protagonist is he has a pretty strong moral code. He doesn't like to kill. Uh, instead, he likes to use rubber bullets. What was some of your influence for that? I thought that was a really unique kind of way to approach things being a law officer. Well, that's not his decision. Uh, in, the, in the blue states, uh, all law enforcement gets is non-lethal weapons, including rubber bullets. Uh, that's, you know, that's what he's given. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what he's assigned. Uh, whereas in a, in a later story, for example, he takes a trip to Texas and everybody there is carrying a handgun, <laughs> you know, whether they want to or not. It's like the old West. You kind of have to, mm -hmm. you know, cause everybody else on the block is doing it. You kind of have to do it too. No, I, I, I love uh, the yeah. dynamics, and I, I really enjoyed how uh, you tie in things, too, from his adventures uh, in space, you know. He uh, he was kicked out of uh, the Space Force for uh, sexual uh, reasonings, and uh, yeah. I like how you tie that in, too. Like, you, you make sure, like, to, to make that something, you know, whether it's him, like, not being able to throw a punch full force because, you know, he's still adjusting to Earth's gravity. I thought, like, the, the science in reasoning within this book was, like, just so sound. Thanks. Yeah, I, I I wanted to be realistic, and technology doesn't ad adapt as fast as we think it does. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. when you when you read something like uh, you know the Time Machine and the War of the Worlds from the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, yeah, stuff like that, you 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 expect that by now. We'd be living on different planets, and everybody would be flying hover cars and stuff. Yeah, and that's just <laughs> not the way things go. So I wanted to, you know, try and predict as well as possible what technology would be like in 2055. And when 2055 comes, we'll see if, you know, how close I got. You know, I uh, today's uh, what is it? Uh, George Judson, I think it's George. Uh, his birthday. So oh, speaking okay. of things in the future, you know, I remember being a kid watching that cartoon and thinking like, that's what it's going to be like, you know, in, in, in 20, 30 years. And we are so far from it. Uh, so let's let's get back on track with a uh, writer uh, issue. Number one, you just had a successful Kickstarter. Uh, how did that end up going, you know, for you and what, you know, success did you see within the marketing that you were running for it? You know, what was some of your tips and tricks that helped you? Um, well, it was successful. I. I I did not break even, um, but I did not expect to. Um, for the first Kickstarter, yeah, I, I, I think we did better than I had predicted. Um, you know, we had uh, over 160 uh, pledges, you know, 160 wow. backers. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you know, the part of the problem is I, I, I keep the costs of, of the book very low. 
because I want people to, you know, feel like they can afford it easily and give it a try. Um, so the book, you know, the printed version is $10 for, you know, 60 plus pages and the PDF is only $6. Um, the, so the, the first book went well. The, the second one is this one. I was hoping, and, you know, we'll see how, how it happens when it's all said and done. I was hoping, you know, we do better numbers because the first time around, get a lot of friends and family, you know, with, yeah. with big, you know, big one-time donations and you can't expect them to do it. Yeah, the, every time it'd be nice though, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, you know, with two weeks left, we have you know close to 90 backers. I'm hoping that we can beat you know 160 again. Uh, and one of the things I, I tried, and I don't know if it's going to work or not, was uh, I got the permission to use the likenesses of the two lead characters. From the TV show Psych. Okay. Yeah, I'm a. I was you know huge fan. You know, well, it's still going. It's like eight seasons, and then three movies, and there's more movies on the way. Uh, I'm a huge fan. My sister's a huge fan. My son's oldest son was you know I used to watch it with them. That's so cool. That is so awesome. And and I thought you know it would bring something special to the table. Uh, you know, open it up to to a, a new audience, people that might not be into comics or might not be into my comic, but mm -hmm. would be fans of these characters and, and give it, you know, more of a shot. Uh, I don't know if it's, if it's going to be the case, but yeah, at least I, I know that people in social media are noticing the book. You know, they're not necessarily buying, but at least I know they're noticing. Uh, that's the, the the biggest thing I'm doing in terms of marketing is social media. Uh, obviously, that's you know it's it's free. <laughs> it's the easiest thing to do. Um, problem is, you're fighting the almighty algorithm yeah. all the time. Uh, you know, you could post something on Twitter and. It, it might be of interest to to everybody you know, but you're fighting with you know a hundred other tweets mm -hmm. in the span of an hour, and you're gonna get you know knocked down the list. Um, same thing with the uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I, I I I'm posting you know on a daily basis. I try to post you know multiple things, and like, for example, I, I, I post on the, the psych fan pages or, uh, or I, I tag the psych fan pages and, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, this pictures of the guys look great. It looked terrific. And, you know, and, uh, and people will say like little one liners. Oh, yeah, that's the guy that that looks like the guy was bugging me about Pluto, which is a, <laughs> a, a, a line from from one of the, you know, the episodes, a couple of the episodes, actually. So I, I know I'm in, I'm engaging, but and, and this is something that uh, that Keith Champagne said. Uh, I don't know if he said it on your show or just said it to me. Where he he noticed that his posts on Instagram were having an engagement rate of six percent, which is crazy. You know, you're six yeah. percent of the people who follow you. Are seeing your posts which it's insane but that's that's what the algorithms do to you and you and if you have a link in your post you're even less likely to have people notice it because facebook and twitter want to bury those links because they want you to pay them to to you know broadcast your link themselves through a through a megaphone yeah or uh they don't want you to leave the site too that's a big thing too because they they have ads on there on twitter and it's mm. another it's a new super annoying feature where you know if i'm trying to go onto your tweet and i'm trying to read through your comments there's gonna be an ad right in the middle of the thread it's so annoying 
Like right. I, it does. Like I hate that, and so that they bury they bury links because of that. Like, because if you're leaving the site, you're leaving the ad space, and they're not making money from it. It's, I mean, yeah. how do you how do you work through that though? How do you like as a creator, you know, put something in your corner to work in your advantage? Uh, well, I have to give out give a shout out to Anthony Stokes. You know, Stokes the writer. Um, he you know, he's great uh, in terms of marketing knowledge. Um, yeah, he's he's got plenty of ideas. Sometimes you just have to say, back my Kickstarter and expect people to go, you know, check you out, uh, check out your pinned tweet or, or whatever. Um, keep your, uh, keep, you know, keep the, the, the website address in your, uh, uh, I'm not sure what you'd call it, but you know, like on Facebook. You your know, bio? Yeah, your bio. That's good. Um, so keep it in your bio. And, and so on Facebook, say, hey, check out my bio. Or uh, go on to Kickstarter and, and search for Riot Earp. Or just look in my yeah, at my, my prior posts. Or say, number one, please back my book. Here's a picture. Then comment on your own post with the you know with the link mm -hmm. and and just hope people you know find it that way but really it's all about you know you can lead them to, to water but the hard part is getting them to drink so yeah. you have to make your your packages you know your pledge levels as good as possible and and that's been a work in progress um so i i i know there are people out there who, who like the idea of having themselves drawn into a comic. Mm -hmm. So I thought this time around, I'm going to do that. And then, uh, you know, I have, I have four spots for characters. Uh, and, it, and it's not just where, you know, you see your face in one panel. These are going to be multiple panels with dialogue. So you're actually going to be part of the story. And, I posted that as a pledge level and then no hits. Uh, and I'm thinking maybe I, I, I charged, you know, too much for it. So I, I knocked it down from, from 200 to a hundred dollars. You know, I don't think so 200 is that bad of a price, honestly, for a character that's going to appear, you know, you would think so, but yeah, I just want to get the numbers up. Um, that's the thing you want, as many people to back your book as, as possible. Mm -hmm. And if your friends aren't into comics, they don't need to buy the comic. If they can back it for a dollar, that's going to help you with the algorithm. If you can get one person a day to back your book, that's going to help you with the algorithm. Because I, I, I've seen this myself where sometimes I'll, I'll look on Kickstarter uh, at someone's project you know, that I'm interested in backing and, and you scroll down and you see that there are other books. Uh, you know, they usually have, they mention Kickstarter mentions, I think like four other books you should be into. Yeah. And when once I saw Riot Herb, you know, and it was after or, or on a good day that we'd been having. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I, I know it's possible. Yeah. We can be in the top four. Mm -hmm. you know, of, of Kickstarter, you know, mentioning stuff. We just have to, we just have to get the, those numbers in the right way. So the algorithm, you know, gives us the opportunity and the algorithm is great. Um, you know, you always do your best your first day and your last day of the, of the Kickstarter. But the hard part is everything else in the middle. And if you know people who were interested in backing, tell them don't wait till the last minute. Because look, whether you pledge on day one or day 30, the money's only gonna get collected, charged and collected on day 40, say. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what day you you pledge, you know, if you want something, pledge it on day five, on day 15, mm -hmm. on day 25. You know, if you know 10 people, get them to pledge every other day and help that algorithm. You know, that's and, pretty smart. I, I've never yeah. really considered doing that, but that's pretty smart. Yeah. And that way you, you, you get 
noticed more by other people. And, you know, Kickstarter says, oh, hey, if you like this book, check out Riot Herb. Mm -hmm. No, I really like that. I think that is a nice tactic. So speaking of checking out Riot Herb, let's go ahead, check out the Kickstarter for issue two, go through it together and see exactly, you know, what you're doing differently this time around. So we are looking at Riot Herb issue one and two, 56 plus pages each, complete stories, the second in the sci-fi action comic book series, plus catch up with the first. So you had a goal of 2,000. You're currently at 2,314 with 94 backers and 10 days to go. Congratulations again on funding. That has to be such an awesome feeling. I know you said you weren't exactly where you thought you would be, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, you you uh, successfully funded. So uh, congratulations on that once again. Man. Yeah, thank you. So action, humor, sex, and politics merged into one futuristic take on law enforcement. It's Han Solo meets CNN. And look and, at uh, that first blurb yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I was getting ready to read it. So Katz's ability to blend early 80s action with a modern approach to the future is only amplified by the amazing pencils and inks of Fred Bennett's. Right, Earp is a well-balanced blend of action, sex, and much more. That was like one of my very first poll quotes, too. I was proud of that. I, mm -hmm. I remember having my girl read over that like three times. Like, does this sound good? Like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, once again, a bonus for fans of the hit TV series Psych. Stars Dual Hill and James Roddy Rodriguez uh, agreed to lend the use of their likeness to this issue. So how'd you end up getting that? What strings did you have to pull to get that? That is so awesome, man. Um, it wasn't easy. Uh, well, first, my my sister had met Dule Hill um, after he had been on, I think it was like a Broadway play. Um, and and fans of Psych know this, this it's... Uh, this thing um, with the pineapple is a recurring uh, element uh, of every episode. You know, it's, it's basically a game of spot the pineapple. Mm -hmm. So people apparently, you know, they bring Dulé Hill gifts all the time. Uh, she wanted to do something special. So she brought a squeaky pineapple for his dog. And, you know, he was really, you know, thrilled about it. Um, you know, he posted something on social media about it and uh uh you know she you know posted to him and then when the time came for the comic uh she reached out to him through social media and he was like okay you know great so that was easy um james rode rodriguez was was difficult um uh, yeah i was posting on social media does anybody know how to get to him? You know, like, <laughs> can you help get to him? Uh, eventually, I found someone who who knew him. And I, I offered um, to donate uh, money to his favorite charity. Mm -hmm. And I donated to, uh, to Dulé's favorite charity, too. The awesome, um, awesome move, though. That's an yeah. awesome move. Because uh, obviously, you know, if I had to pay for the rights, I wasn't going to be able to afford yeah. it. But yeah, it's not like you know, we're you know we're making the you know the, the next bestseller. Although, knock on wood, if it becomes one, yeah, I yeah, I was going to say don't don't count yourself out of the race yet. I mean, yeah. this no, and I I really liked how how you included them in the story. Was it you know was it hard writing their personalities, or did you have enough like reference material with the TV show? Oh no, I had enough reference material with the TV show. It's like yeah, after eight years, they're like old friends. So when people read this issue, are they going to be able to feel the, their characters within it, or is it going to be something a little bit different? If you are familiar with Psych, even though they're not playing the same characters, they have the same personality. Okay. Okay. But if you're not familiar with Psych, it doesn't matter. You know, you don't need to be to uh, to you know enjoy the book. Yeah, I you know just... I I had a uh, a chance to read it and I was not familiar with Psych and it you yeah. know it it really you know, I thought the story was amazing without knowing much from Psych so um, I definitely went about for that. Yeah, I I have so many Easter eggs in the books that I often forget just what they all are. <laughs> you know, everything from um from uh, Earth's address is is um. Robocop's address from the movie. Oh. To um to uh the Steely Dan songs Josie and Peg I mm -hmm. use for the for the names of the girls. 
and uh, and then uh, one of the fellow officers is Dan Seely, as opposed to Steely Dan, you know. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all so, kinds of stuff that's in there. Now that I you're forgot. mentioning it, it's definitely uh, starting to, to, to click all together. <laughs> I love that. I love that. For anyone that is watching, right, there is the link to check out the Kickstarter with us. Here is the story. We've, of course, gone over that, but let's take a look at some of the preview pages as well. So um, I, I love this little, I love the interactions with them. Uh, this was a, a really awesome panel too. I mean, it's a preview right here, but when you read it into the story and, and put it together, like I, I thought like how it blended into the story was just phenomenal. Yeah, and come on son, there is a, a line from that the guys from Psych use like over and over and over again. So if you're a Psych fan, it's an Easter egg. If you're not, doesn't matter. You know, he goes, just part of the dialogue. So here we get a little bit of uh, the taste for issue two. Uh, reporter Albert Harrison, the descendant of Meghan and Prince Harry, is kidnapped by British conspirators. Words today. British conspirators who want to kill England's royalty and put their chosen person on the throne. The kidnap results in the California Highway Patrol chase through San Diego when one of the officers, Ryan Earp's colleague, is fatally injured. Earp refuses to wait for backup, anxious not to allow the killers to get away, and he is caught by the terrorist, but Albert uh, is able to force them to spare his life, so that's kind of what we see right here, and that gives you a little bit of what's going on with issue two. So we see them kind of uh, making their way to London, and uh, yeah, things are getting insane at the Buckingham Palace. Uh, how was that designing it in the future? Was that fun? I, I didn't have to do anything. I just told Fred Bennis. Um, Buckingham Palace with with uh, laser cannons on on the roof, <laughs> and bang, he he did a, an amazing he, he, job. He delivered. He delivered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, we we see some of the returning uh, faces uh, in action as well. Yeah, they're they're not in this as much as as in the first one, but they're definitely recurring characters who are going to be back. Plus, they're the stars of the pinups. Mm -hmm. And then a look at the creators as well. So since uh, 2002, Michael has been an author and editor of fiction and nonfiction. Pro's works include Shalom on the Range, Six Guns, and Sorcerer's Horrors Classic Remastered, Classic Masters Remastered, and the upcoming Shadow Seal in Golden Years. He's worked in comics with Ron Mars, Daryl Banks, Kevin McGuire, Nitho Diaz, Keith Champagne, Jack Herbert, and more. Pencil and inks are handled by Fred Bennis, the younger brother of esteemed comic artist Ed Bennis. Fred had a long run of inks and covers for Top Cow's Witchblade. He's also done covers for other comic companies, including Variant. So right here is that pinup, speaking of the devil, for just 12 bucks. Yeah. That's not a bad price at all. I got, I have to see, I have changed this page a number of times because uh, you, you want to keep it, um, different for you know well for repeat customers who may have not have been interested the first time maybe they'll see something different the second time um uh but i, I have the color art for this pinup so i'm gonna put that on there and i'm either gonna be uh printing it as two pages that go side by side or a single page that gets folded in the middle but the um the dimensions are going to be 12 by 9 or 12 by 18. Okay. So that's a, that's a, a decent size pinup. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's and it's uh, it's nice high quality almost cardboard like paper. No, and it's gorgeous too. I cuz you shared the colors on Twitter, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 it's gorgeous. It looks good. And then here's a look at the stretch goals as well. Before we get to the stretch goals, let's go ahead and look through some of the tiers first. Mhm. Mm so uh, back up uh, because you believe in it at 10 bucks uh, for six bucks, you're going to get the digital edition complete story. So get a PDF version of the book as soon as the project is funded. No need to wait. 48 page story plus six pages of bonus material. Always a phenomenal price at six dollars at 10. You're going to get the digital catch up issues one and six. So that's a good price for, for both. Uh, that is uh, issue one is uh, 65 and then or 64 and then. Uh, issue two is 56, so that's what 110, 120 pages. 110, yeah. Yeah, my math is not my strong suit today. <laughs> so 10 bucks or more, you're gonna get the complete series. Uh, story, excuse me. 
54-page comic. So issue two, a complete 48-page plus the six pages of extra printed in high-quality page. At 18 bucks or more, you're going to get issue two plus the prints and the bookmark. Uh, do you have the bookmark shown on here? No, I do not. I haven't had that made yet. So, uh, and then at issue 19, or excuse me, pledge 19, you're going to get the print version catch up. So you get issue one, 64 pages, as well as issue two at 54 um, in their print uh, editions. 28 bucks, you're going to get both issues plus the prints and the bookmark. At 50 bucks, you're going to get the Strider Nolan sampler. So you want to give us a little bit of the lowdown on this? Um, you can wind up with a whole bunch of different books. Um, yeah, some of my older stuff that I've written. Um, you know, my first book, Shalom on the Range. You know, I still have a few of those. Um, Six Guns and Sorcerers. Uh, that's, I, you know, I released that last year. Um, my, I, I did just release Shadow Seal. Um, so instead of saying upcoming, it's, it's now out. Uh, you can get that on Amazon or, um, you know, for $10 or you can get the starting old sampler. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's one of a number of fun things you'll be getting uh, okay. in your, in your box when it comes. Well, that is cool. That is awesome. I, and I, I like that sampler idea. So for a hundred bucks or more, see yourself in the comic appear as a character in the upcoming right herb comic. Uh, do you mm-hmm. know what issue it's going to be? Uh, I have someone pledged the $200 level. They're going to be in the next issue, which is number three. Okay. So, so this $100 level is going to be, uh, in issue four, which is probably going to be, uh, January or February will come out. I gotcha. So they got to wait a little longer with themselves. For 160 or more, Fred Bennis draws a figure in all goods. So get a get serious artist Fred Bennis to draw a full figure of your choice, approximately nine by twelve, and he'll draw anyone you want. Plus, you get the printed copies, the PDF, and the newest prints. 160 mm-hmm. or more, you'll get Daryl Banks draws a figure. So is that going to be pretty much the same tier? Uh, just uh, yes. with Daryl. Yep. And then at 200 or more, edit your comic or prose project. So Michael Katz has been a professional editor since 2002. And has worked with New York Times best-selling authors like Jonathan Mayberry and Michael A. Smokonish. I was almost there. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Who was so, on CNN? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, give, give us a little bit of a, a breakdown for this. What are you uh, going to be offering to do with this tier? Yeah, I, uh, I I did have two backers for it last time around. Uh, yeah, I I can't guarantee that I'm going to publish your book. But if it's that good, I might. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm going to do is help you out with it from soup to nuts. You know, I'm going to edit it for you. And it's not just copywriting. I'll tell you what you need to do or what I think you need to do mm-hmm. uh, to improve your story as much as possible. And, you know, whether it's whether it's a novel or whether it's a, a series, uh, you know, from comics, um, I'm flexible, uh, you know, and you know, part of it, like I was saying earlier, part of the the business is connections, and it yeah. can't hurt to 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 have someone who knows other people in the business. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. And there's no there's no time limit. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to have the book to me by a certain day. Uh, and but and when I get it, yeah, you know, I'm not going to just go through it in one week and say, okay, I'm done. I'm <laughs> I'm going to take my time because you know I like to you know think of myself as a professional. Yeah. And 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 again, um, you know, I put out a few things every year. You know, not just for myself, but other people as well. And you know, if if I think you know it, it could catch lightning in a bottle, I'm going to give it a shot. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. So, and then add 200 or more, see yourself in a Riot Herb comic. So be a character yeah, in Riot Herb issue four. Yeah, that's the next one that's coming out. Um, it's already been snapped up. Um, but we can segue into what's coming next, which is um, the... I, I was hoping to have the, the continuation of issue two out by then. 
mm-hmm. but I want to have the third book out before the, the year is over. So I'm going to be releasing the one. It's, it's a, a flashback. Um, and it's written by Ron Mars and drawn by Daryl Banks. And it shows uh, the events leading up to ERP uh, joining the, the CHP in issue one. And you know, if you know who uh, you know, Ron and and Daryl were the guys that created the the Kyle Rayner version of Green Lantern. Okay. Uh, you know, they're both industry pros, and uh, and this is um, uh, you know, a bit of a reunion for them. I think they, since Green Lantern, they might have worked together on one other. Oh my God! Sp- Hopefully, they, they don't stuff project. another girl in a refrigerator in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. Uh, there will be a backup uh, short story called Short Story starring Bill, who is the short guy from, mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from number one. Uh, and that is uh, written by me and drawn by Fred Bennis. So uh, you know, that's going to be a nice uh, double feature, I think. And uh, you can look for that to, to come out, you know, probably, probably have the Kickstarter in October. Okay. So uh, since we went through some of the tiers, here's the stretch goals. Uh, when we reach our funding goal, we will have an additional behind-the-scenes content for inclusion in the digital imprint versions of the book. If we reach $2,000, everyone gets a trading card. If you purchase mm-hmm. a digital comic, you'll get a digital card you can print out. And at 3000 everyone who buys a print copy gets a free bookmark, and digital purchasers get the pinup as a high-resolution wallpaper. And uh, yeah, I, I'm last uh, uh, Kickstarter, uh, I got all those, and I, I thought they, they were awesome. Uh, are you looking like with the cards are you just focusing on i guess like the the face cards or uh are you going to be doing like different suits oh no no it's just trading cards you know like uh like this oh okay i thought they were like poker cards no 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 (laughs) believe me if i if i thought i'd be doing 52 cards (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'd i'd be doing this for a decade yeah 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 yeah, no, right. it's uh, character trading cards. So yeah, Erp was the first one, and the second one is going to be Josie. Oh, I got you. So this is the uh, Kickstarter in its entirety. Yes. So while we're here, for anyone that just watched, what would you like to say to anyone that's kind of on the fence about backing to help push them over that bump? Uh, just do it. Just uh, do just it, baby. It. You know, you're getting a great deal. You know, it's uh, it's high quality. Cody says so himself. Yeah, I I, I do. I vouch. I vouch. Yeah, it's got nothing but good reviews. Um, and 10 bucks for a double-sized book or, or uh, you know, $19 for 110 pages. You know, that's a, that's a trade. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, peep, comics fans seem to prefer, you know, individual floppies to trades. Uh, trades are, are more for bookstores, mm-hmm. you know, and, and hey, look down the road, I'm probably going to compile everything into a trade and put it in bookstores and, you know, see how it does. And, and, you know, hopefully it makes some more money on, on the back end, you know, that way as well. And God, you know, I got willing break even, <laughs> you know? yeah. but right now I'm just trying to put out the best product I can. And if you see the product, you're going to agree. You're going to like it. No, I, I I definitely agree too. I think it's gorgeous. I thought it was ac- filled with action. Every page was just dripping with action, and it it was just overall just an, an awesome experience reading. Michael, thank you so much for coming by, breaking this down. It was awesome to get you back on. Mm, Holy crap, man! Yeah, this was such a great time as always. Uh, so real quick before we begin wrapping up, you know the drill. We always love ending on a strong note because as much as this is a podcast to really demonstrate you and your book, it is a nice learning tool for anyone that's out there watching for the first time. So for anyone that is watching in, maybe they're having trouble with a with getting their Kickstarter started, getting it planned out. What would you say would be some of the most essential things to do when planning out a Kickstarter uh, that they should be trying to do uh, at their first timers? Well. It may sound counterintuitive, but you want to spend more money to get as good a product out there as possible. And you may lose money your, your first time around. 
but the idea is to grow your brand mm-hmm. and 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 you know create a reputation for for good quality work and hope that people will come back every time you do another kickstarter so maybe your first time you know the the book costs you four thousand dollars but you only get two thousand on kickstarter but maybe the second time you'll pick up some more um you know people will will want to catch up and buy the first book too mm-hmm. um and by then you'll have created a you know a little bit of a following and and a, a good support group uh you know if you're a good person uh it's so easy to find people to support you and uh, to to be friends with you on you know twitter and and facebook and instagram mm-hmm. and all and they're going to be a bigger help than you could imagine <laughs> they really so, are the, um, the indie yeah. community is just insane mm-hmm. it's, it's it seems like yeah. it's just overfilling with people who want to be there for each other mm-hmm. definitely yeah everybody's out there helping each other it's great no that is so awesome well guys you heard it here first, Riot Herb issue two. Be sure to back it right here is the link. And if you can't back it, be sure to share it. Word of mouth is 100% free. Sharing it on Facebook and, and Twitter, uh, even Instagram helps get the word out there to a different audience that Michael is not able to reach, but you are. So you have that duty and I enlist you to act upon it. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much coming on, breaking down. It's always a joy to get you back on here. Anytime you want to get on and break down issue three, we would love to see you back on. And great. wish you nothing but great success with this. I'm, you know, you're already funded, but hopefully we can see you hit maybe another thousand or two uh, mm-hmm. before you, you, before you, you know, you finish, finish strong. Yeah, Anyone watching, nice. right there is the link. Be sure to check it out. It is a beautiful Sunday night, so I hope you guys enjoy it. But most importantly, keep it geekly. All right, let me go ahead and.